Steve. Hey, Chris. So, 2017. We played a lot of games, haven't we? We did play a lot of games. Did you play a lot of games? I think I played a lot of games. Because there's been a lot of games that have released. You know, everyone's doing their Game of the Year podcast discussions and years and reviews. And I wanted to see, like, just... Instead of, like, just picking and choosing from a list and saying, these are what we pick as the best, I just wanted to kind of go down the line and see, you know, what just what really came out this year, you know? So we're, we're going to be doing a few just name drops, things that we mentioned that we may have missed that we wanted to play, or just small little asides. Then the games that really did make a big impact this year, but month by month. And, and I didn't understand the theme for today, so I just came up with my pick month to month for the year of what I was playing or what I was watching or what was interesting to me that month. And just like in Destiny, how I am a bad listener, I'm clearly a bad communicator in general. I I might just be a bad listener in real life, but that's okay. (laughs) So I have here my list that you might hear me rustle once in a while. Um, so sorry for that, but and our glasses that you might hear us clink. From oh yes, glasses of whiskey. Uh, this is a fun night. Um, but yeah, I figure we'll just start with je- get, get right to it. Let's no preamble, no nothing. Yeah. Uh, well, not a lot of preamble, but January. All right, January. January is a long time back. You know, like can you even think of one thing that released in January? I can't think of anything that released in January. Um, I was still spending a lot of time with Final Fantasy XV in January. I think I might have been too. I don't think I beat it until the... No, I beat it before Christmas. Um, yeah, I think I beat it I beat it before Christmas, but then I came back to the post-game uh, in the new year. I spent a lot of time getting side quests and hunts that I had missed on my first, on the initial playthrough and just all that. enjoying more time with Noctis and crew. And, yeah, really, yeah. But that's I'm the, getting a little misty-eyed right now just <laughs> thinking about it. But the incredible thing about January is it technically had some better games coming out than uh, before the Christmas season of 2016. Uh, Resident Evil 7 is probably the biggest one. Um, and just all year, people have been like singing its praises, talking a lot of positive. I haven't gotten to play it because I'm awful at first-person horror. I learned that with Alien Isolation. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't get to play it either. Uh, more just my... Most of my gaming time is either with children around or my wife around, and my wife hates horror movies and (laughs) horror games and other things, and my children are children, (laughs) and I don't really want to play Resident Evil around them yet. (laughs) Yeah, involving the stabbing of your hand, and I think even chopping off of limbs, so... Yeah, you know, it's just, probably, I don't, even if even if I'm like play it perfectly, I don't want them to get good, nightmares of getting chased by a guy with a chainsaw trying to cut you in half or something. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, that's one of those games that I I missed out on, and it's the first Resident Evil in a long time I haven't played. But uh, I mean, as long as it's first person horror, I think I might have to end up having to stay away from it. But from what I've uh, seen online, like uh, breakdowns of its narrative and everything, it's actually probably the best in the franchise in that regard. Interesting. Uh, which is, you know, kind of a switch considering it's never it seemed been like a since story four, anyway. Well, also since four, it seems like a lot of people think it's kind of it's going downhill after four. Four, four was kind of after four. I can see, yeah, because four was kind of a switch, even in how it told its narrative. Right, but, but four was a kind of high point. Five didn't quite live up to four. 
Norded from my I, again. I played I played I played everything up through five. I, never, I didn't play six or seven, so I can't really speak to it. And then there's the spinoff Revelations, which I really enjoyed, but. That's the thing. Yeah, that that could be a whole different conversation itself as the Resident Evil. Anyway, so what else came out in January? Uh, January also had uh, Dragon Quest Eight was a big deal. JRPG fans, um, Kingdom Hearts HD two point eight. What was it called? Final cha- Final Chapter Prologue. Yeah, Final Chapter Prologue. Think about so, that for a second. Think but, really yeah. hard. <laughs> I, I'm actually still planning on picking that Technically, one. Technically, it makes sense. It's just in a completely like what the. What does that mean? <laughs> Way because it is like the, the 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 preamble to Kingdom Hearts three, which is supposedly releasing in twenty eighteen. Kingdom Hearts Unchained Remix Final <laughs> Prologue Chapter Verse Yeah Chorus Bridge. Um, Yakuza Zero came. Did I just say Yakuza Zero? No, you didn't. I did not say Yakuza Zero, which is still on my uh, list. I do want to play that. Um, just no matter what happened this year, I never got around to it. But evidently, this is the year of the Yakuza series because all of a sudden, like people are just on board with it, and I've been interested the whole time. But well, now maybe I'll finally be able to get into it, sort of maybe. Um, but what I I actually did play a game in January, and it was Gravity Rush Two, and I have not completed it because um, the funny thing about Gravity Rush Two is that it does a lot of things better than Gravity Rush. And note that I never played Gravity Rush on Vita. I played it on the PS4 when it was remastered for it. But Gravity Rush 2, for as many ways as it improves, I think it is also very indicative of the idea that more is not always better. Hmm. Um, There is more world to it, there are more powers... There's more game in general, so there's more that that it's longer story. And I don't think any of these serve to make it a better game. Interesting. Yeah, I haven't played that. I love the original Gravity Rush. I, like, binged that on the Vita on... I had, like, 10 or 12 hours of flights and a hotel room stay. You know, two nights in a hotel and, and, like, 12 hours of flights in a weekend, basically. And I just... Binged Gravity Rush. Yeah, and honestly, and, it's a nice, chill game. Yeah. Like, honestly, a lot of times, open world explore thons, collect thons, things can just seem kind of like tedious, but the traversal in Gravity Rush is such that you just kind of sit back and just kind of chill as you soak up these jewels floating around the different environments. Um, yeah, there's but, something really kind of most cathartic about, like, the, the way you, the, the whole, like, the switching your gravity field and other things where it just even when you when you died it was kind of it was fun it was it was actually fun to do uh, yeah which it's, it's falling in various directions you choose what direction you wish to fall yeah basically and there's something exhilarating about that uh, moving on to February again like I can't cover everything that came out in any, any single month uh, that would be way too much um, yeah, we so spent more gonna, than like five minutes on a single month, then we're gonna end up like yeah being here for two hours. Um, so uh, I'm just gonna see if I can highlight some things. February we uh, had For Honor. I was interested in, but never got around to. Um, For Honor being, and that's the thing. Like as time has progressed, I'm just kind of like, yeah, I'm kind of over it. 
kind of yeah. over like having wanted That's, to play it. Like the 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 first trailers, I was like, yeah, man, I can't wait for this. You get to just, just kill people with swords. Yeah, but it's different than other games somehow. I, it, I feel like it's also the kind of game that sort of the wave crested. And it's just not as exciting or interesting anymore that if I had had the $60 that month in the budget to spend on For Honor, I might have gotten into it and I might have played it a lot. But now it's sort of like, I'm assuming the, the community is probably not as strong as it was and well, all the other stuff was, that happens with multiplayer games. Evidently there was even a lot of word that it wasn't as great. But that's the thing, Like it's, it's like, was I going to play For Honor for the multiplayer? I was actually looking forward to it for the campaign, but I mean, now maybe if I could play it at ten bucks, maybe. But I'd have to have a clear schedule, and as we're going to find from this year, that doesn't always happen. Um, for PC players, Torment: Tides of Numenara came out. Not, uh, Numenera, Numenara. Um, I think it was just for PC. Did it also come out for PS4 and Xbox? It is. It is out. Of, I, I just think I'm pretty sure I saw it on, on a listing on my PlayStation Four. So. Um, the, the funny thing is, I haven't heard too much of that. I don't think Tyranny was this year. Was Tyranny last year? Because even this year, I've heard more about Tyranny than I've heard about Torment. Mm. Um, I've heard only good things about Torment, and I was, like, late 90s, early 2000s. I loved me some, you know, Bioware, isometric, RPG, real-time RPGs. Um, <laughs> so it, it, just, it did kind of... Uh, it appeals in the, to that nature. To that, yeah, yeah, to that kind of. Oh man, like that would. I'd love to play something like that again. But um, there are two two notable indies that came out that month. Uh, Night in the Woods is a narrative one that I've heard gets a bit nuts, but I don't know too much about it otherwise. I've been trying to avoid. It. I want to or avoid spoilers. I want to play it. Um, one of the members of Gamers with Jobs is involved in the development of it. Um, but I just haven't been able to get around to it. I haven't been able to drop the cash on it. Um, Hollow Knight, on the other hand, I did drop cash on that month. And I'm eagerly awaiting the Switch port. It is a bit of a Metroidvania, as they call it. But it's got a lot of... like. There's the inevitable Dark Souls comparisons. Uh, because it is a sort of a dead world that you're descending mm -hmm. into. And yada, yada, yada. Everything that's difficult has to be a ripoff of Dark Souls. Um, but for me, like, a lot of the bosses, based off of their patterns and everything, remind me of Mega Man kind of stuff. So it reminds me of that old-school game design kind of deal. It's like you're playing the evolution of a Super Nintendo-style game. Right. And... Which is kind of funny when, when people want to invoke Dark Souls about a difficult 2D game. Like really, that that's your point that's of reference. Point of ref is Dark Souls. Like, did you ever play Mega Man? Did you play Ninja Gaiden? Did you play Castlevania? Like, like the old <laughs> ones. Like, and your reference is Dark Souls. Uh, <laughs> hey man, evidently gamers can only remember five years back. Apparently. Um, what about Demon Souls, come on. <laughs> Those servers are now uh, shut yeah. off. So I'm gonna pour one out for uh, except for I don't <laughs> want to do that on my floor. <laughs> Uh, but no, the big one, and we'll be doing a spoiler cast on this one at some point, because I just beat it, is Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, the second big game of the... And I would say, yeah, second big game of the year. Because Resident Evil 7, 
Like, as soon as that came out, people were playing it. People were trying it on PSVR. It was already being labeled a Game of the Year contender. We can see how that turned out as it wasn't nominated for much more than best I, VR game. I mean, it was it was, it was was a good year in general. I feel like that front, that beginning of the year was heavily front-loaded. I would say the, the, the front half especially, yeah. the And, and we'll see, again, more so. Um, Horizon Zero Dawn, I feel like, guys, I didn't play it immediately. It was last year or the year before when they showed the trailer of Aloy tackling the what what we learned was called a Thunderjaw. Um, that I watched that and the idea of this big intricate fight against a giant Robo dinosaur. I was like, I'm in. I am totally down with this. It looks awesome. And then I found out it was releasing like a week or two before the Switch, and then near Automata was in March. And for me, it's like. Uh, I, I can't. I got. I got to wait on this one. And if I didn't, I feel like I'd probably be a lot more positive on Horizon Zero Dawn than I am. Maybe. Um, part of it is I rushed to beat Horizon, so I was, well, quote unquote rushed. I still put in like fifty plus hours, but it's like I was kind of sitting there like, come on, when are you going to get over already? And yeah. I think for a huge chunk of the game. It's just kind of meandering, like most open world games are. Well, see, I, and I, I well, this is, we'll have to save this for the spoiler cast. I I might contend that you played it wrong, <laughs> but I probably did. I played just about every side quest as I could get to it. But actually, no, I like doing that better because like that's like Final Fantasy fifteen. One of the things that works in Final Fantasy fifteen's favor is there's so much of the game focused on just uh, messing around. And then it, when you get to the certain story point, it's like, all right, we're just going to focus on story now. Yeah. And I do think by the end of Horizon, that is actually to its strength. It works better for the um, uh, rising action. It does better for yeah. the sense of escalation to simply just jump from mission to mission until you're at the end. And the last mission, I will admit, is actually really good. Um, but... I thought, yeah, I th- yeah, we, we, we will save that one for the spoiler I also cast. think part of it is just the hype machine. Like, a lot yeah. of people hyped it up to be, like, one of the next best things, and it's, like, it's really good. Yeah. It's not, like, amazing. And, and again, I think, and we'll, we'll save it for the spoiler cast. I think one of the things that's to its detriment was it's a game with a lot of emergent gameplay, but also they gave you so much a big of a toolbox, um you could really easily kind of break the experience. Um, or just for example, like the thun- taking down a thunder jaw could be a matter of targeting the right components, um, opening up the weak spot, you know, hitting the weak spot and, and etc. and doing all that. Or it could be a matter of standing a couple hundred yards away and lobbing explosive arrows at it and then running out of explosive arrows, and then crafting more explosive arrows, and then lobbing more explosive arrows at it until it dies. So playing it right or playing it wrong? Well, one of, <laughs> one of those things was fun and engaging. Anyway, we'll, we we got to save we'll, this one. We'll save that for the... Coming soon on... Yeah. Coming in... Steve. A month. <laughs> uh, more like two Soon-ish. months. Soonish. Yeah, at this point, two months. Um... No, but that's the thing. Marching in, uh, marching into, into March. March. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I'm sorry. Um, 
right at the beginning, the launch of the Nintendo Switch. And for me, like, this is what I want everything to come out on now. Because if I'm playing on the PS4, I'm locked to the PS4. Just the PS4. And I can only play in, like, my room. But if I have the Switch, I can play it handheld. I can play it on the dock on the main TV. I can play it on the dock connected to my recording video footage TV. Like, there's so many places I can take it. And it so is the new Vita. Yeah, now you know my life living with a Vita and the PlayStation 4, where, you know, I'm getting kids, putting kids to bed. And well, you don't like, have a real controller to do emotes for... Uh... Yeah, there's some disadvantages. <laughs> but, but it's, you know, so now, now you're, living, you're living my life. But it, apparently a better version of my life with, uh, well, with the Switch. If, so. if you want all them JRPGs, man, that are going to be on the handheld, they are going to be on the Switch now. But that's the thing. Um, I will say 1-2 Switch... A lot of people react to it like it's really goofy and weird, but you know what, dude? It's 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 fun at parties. I mean, there's nothing like you looking looking in your your, your friend in the eye and pretending to milk a cow. <laughs> <laughs> and and let's let's be serious here too. I think a lot, I feel like I've heard some negative comparisons between One Two Switch and Wii Sports. But uh, it's more like Wii. Honestly, it's more like WarioWare or something. It, it right, is right, a party. Right. It's, more, it's more like that. But like. It's not like Wii Sports had so much depth to sell the Wii. Like, go back to Wii Sports and and see how that feels in 2017. It's kind of like... Yeah, I mean, for the most part, the closest to a, a full game that was really enjoyable was Wii Bowling. Right. Because it was the closest to actually playing the dang sport it was imitating. That's true, yeah. I, we, I spent a lot of time with Wii Golf. I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. But... Yeah. Um, but I almost feel like going a party game was better than sort of having faux depth in the thing and pretending yeah. it was like something that you would actually just like play. I think the real issue is that people wanted it to be more of a pack-in, but the problem with that is, I'm going to be honest, there's a lot more games than you actually think in 1-2-Switch, mm-hmm. and I imagine there was a lot more that went into it. Um, and also, let's face it, not... If they packed in 1-2-Switch, the cost of the system itself would have been greater, and most people would have rather Breath of the Wild. So they have two options. Either create two completely different SKUs, one with 1-2-Switch mm-hmm. packed in, one with Breath of the Wild packed in, and the system's going to be more expensive, or you just let the person buy the game themselves and sell the system for cheaper. Right. Um, it's sort of a modified version of what, what happened with the Xbone. Where they they tried to sell it with the Connect to start, oh, like you had to yeah. get it with the Connect, and that made it more expensive. And then PS4 undercut them, where, where Nintendo's like, no, no, forget that. Like we're gonna just sell the system. Like, yeah, we're not gonna make you buy pack-ins and all that other stuff. Like yeah, and it, I think it worked to their advantage because the system's already on track to in one year, nine months, nine months. It's already on track to outsell the Wii U in Japan. Let alone how well it's doing yeah. in America. Yeah, I like, mean, it's obviously that you can you can't even like I almost bought one. I don't have a Switch yet, but I almost bought one because I was in I was in Target on Black Friday and I saw they had this big Switch display and there were like four left and I was like should have gone to Best Buy. There was a bunch of Best Buy. Yeah, there were more Best Buy. I almost just was like really far left. Like I should just get one. Like right. <laughs> like <laughs> these poor lonely switches. Like <laughs> you could play Skyrim well, to go. 
Will someone take them home? <laughs> Alright, we, we gotta make right, it we gotta move right. on a bit. Near. And that's the thing. Well, I, honestly, I didn't get to talk about Breath of the Wild yet. Breath of the Wild, Near. Both of all of these, right? We, know we talked a lot about Breath of the Wild earlier in the year, and we talked a lot about True, Nier. I have talked a lot about Breath we of have, the Wild. And I mean, you should go back and listen to our. Was it our, when March or April that we. Dude, I have no clue. Whoa, whoa, when we did Near Automata? Well, yeah, we talked about Near, and maybe that was April. We talked about. Horizon. I compared her. I talked about Horizon, and you talked about Breath, Breath of the Wild. Wild. And having played Bre- uh, Horizon, I have a lot more to add in regards to comparisons. Um, one being the simplicity, actually. In, like, uh, less is, is this is this a theme for the year? Less is more. It might be. It might be. Well, that's the thing. I want to call Breath of the Wild less is more because there's another thing too, like. I've noticed a lot of people don't like some things like um, the the like when you when it rains, climbing is hindered. Um, if you if it's lightning around, the metal weapons uh, attract lightning and you get killed. Basically, um, weapons break. And one of the things that I observed recently is the interesting thing about Breath of the Wild is that it, it handles the empowerment of the player differently. Hmm. It is always giving you tools to empower yourself. And yet, it doesn't want you to be overpowered. So, there's no good... Like, under the most ideal circumstances, yeah, you can have, like, a really powerful weapon with really powerful armor and all this really powerful stuff, but the slightest thing can put you at a disadvantage in that regard. So, you never have just one consistently reliable strategy... And you always have to change things up depending on the situation. It is a game built upon the expectation that the player will adapt, think, and try new things. And that, I think, is one of the greatest things about Breath of the Wild because most games, empowerment for the player is simply just giving you more and more stronger stuff. And in Breath of the Wild, it's about balancing out. It's like we're going to make some things worthless in this scenario... Or make it so you only have limited use of it, but then there are other options you still have right. that you just got to think about them. So you're not just going to come up with that one reliable strategy. So uh, kind of like the opposite of Horizon Zero Dawn, where you just hide in the grass and lob explosive arrows at everything. <laughs> Basically, so maybe sling <laughs> explosives. You know, oh, I ran out of regulars. I'm going to toss the sk- sticky bomb now. I got like 18 of these things. Um, and I kind of did do that at some points. Um, but yeah, uh, Near Automata, we did talk about that. Uh, in a, in, in a, we, we had a lengthy discussion, uh, spoiler cast. And uh, it, it, yeah, just go through the archives. Hey, Steve, what did you think of Near Automata? Or yeah, I, game, of, game of the year-ish. Pretty much. Pretty, pretty much, much. Pretty much game of the year. Pretty much game of the year. Yeah, I think it's uh, my game of the year. I didn't, I didn't have a Switch. So I didn't have Mario Odyssey, and I didn't have Breath of the Wild on my to to try and bump something out. But Near Automata is pretty much game of the year. Near Automata is the one that because I, I can't give it to Final Fantasy 15 again. Um, <laughs> Final Fantasy 15 is not as good of a game. It <laughs> Final Fantasy 15 was how would I say this? Let's just keep talking about other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Good choice. Um, what else came out? 
Oh yes, a game. Uh, did you play a bit of Mass Effect Andromeda? Oh yeah, I I totally like I like a hundred percent in Mass Effect Andromeda. I totally forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> like I literally, I literally like I don't know if I got the platinum trophy, but I did everything in that game, and I completely forgot that it even existed. <laughs> Oh, like that is can, too good. You that can look at my good. list here. I, I put a list together of all the games I played this year, like what my highlights were, and Mass Effect Andromeda was is not, totally on not on the list. It's totally gone. And um, I spent, I put, I put 60 hours into the, <laughs> you know, 60, 70, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, do I really need to say anything more about it? <laughs> I mean, I never played it. Um, I wasn't really sure if I wanted to play another Mass Effect anyway. Um, it's, you know what? It's really, it's really good. It's just <laughs> completely forgettable. forgettable yeah, <laughs> it's so good you'll forget about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like, it's, it's sort of like, how would I say this? It throws away, it throws out the whole rest of like, if you were mad about Mass Effect Three, it's like okay, we're just we're forgetting about Mass Effect Three. Mass Effect Three, we don't even know what happened in Mass Effect Three and Mass Effect Andromeda. Yeah, here's a game, explore planets. Shoot aliens. Find your dad. You, find, or something like that. Something. No. Well, no. It, it, I won't spoil it. <laughs> um, uh, you know, make out with everyone, or you know, Saints Row. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's that's. What's Sorry, up. bad joke. Okay. Um, two other indies that I think were notable were Thimbleweed Park, which is kind of. Um, X-Files is envisioned by LucasArts Adventure Games of the early 90s. Um, game I would like to play. Haven't had the chance yet. Maybe I'll make more room for indies in 2018. Early 90s That's adventure game is always a category that I'm like, oh yeah, that sounds so fun that I remember actually playing early 90s adventure games. And I'm like, drop the crumbs for the cat hair mustache. So All you have to say is cat hair mustache. <laughs> Cat hair mustache. I don't remember what the game was, but there's yeah, you got to figure out how to you got to make a fake mustache out of cat hair and to do something like unlock a door. Like I don't know, like you can find you can just Google cat hair mustache and you will re- find plenty of articles about one of the most ridiculous quest lines in a point and click adventure game from the early nineties. All right, um, Snake Pass also released as a sort of indie platformer that was very unique. Uh, game Maker's Toolkit had a really good episode looking at it. And, um, yeah, I mean, I don't imagine Steve would ever play it, because that would require playing, like, interesting stuff, not Mass Effect Andromeda. Hey, man. Oh! I, I, played, I played interesting stuff this year. True, true. I mean, you played Nier Automata, so there we go. There you go. I played one interesting game all year. There you go. <laughs> I really just wish I could have spent my whole year playing Final Fantasy XV, but... <laughs> um, but, yeah, that was an interesting game, and then April, uh, April Showers, yes. Um... Persona 5, which I did not get to play. Did you? No, it was... I, I was really close to getting it the other day. Because I was like, I need to stop playing Destiny. Because I kind of... I'm kind of like hate playing it right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well... And, um, and then I didn't. And I just hate played Destiny. And got lots of engrams that did nothing for me. Um, Sounds like hate playing Destiny, all right. <laughs> uh, Persona 5 was supposed to be my pers- first Persona game. My first Persona game. Um, and, and then it didn't happen. And ever since then, I've been like, well, I could just borrow it from my brother because he bought it. 
and I never buy it, uh, borrow it from my brother because there's just there's never there's never a good time for an RPG you know is going to be a hundred hours. There really is. There never is, unless maybe it was on the Switch because then it's like you can play it anywhere. It's not on the Switch. It's not on the Switch. Start a petition, man. Port Persona's not to the Switch. I, I, I can't. There's too many petitions about the Last Jedi shouldn't be canon. Did you not know about this? I, I know about this. I'm thinking. I'm thinking about it. Uh, that, yeah. We'll save that for a different podcast. For a different podcast. Um, ukulele came out. That uh, yeah, t- uh, more oh, indies. Yeah. Ukulele. Uh, the sexy brutal. Uh, sexy brutal being a sort of. I don't even remember what kind of genre it is. Modern adventure game, of some sort. Like it's a puzzle game, mystery game. Like, but it's supposed to be really good. I didn't get around to playing it, but it, it had interesting trailers. Looked entertaining. Probably worth um, a Google. Probably worth a Google. Ukulele is everyone is complaining because it plays exactly like the old N sixty four platformers they love. Even it's it's it's, it's the games co- community. This is exactly what I wanted. It's awful. You Which, know. again, brings us back to The Last Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Why do you make a different Star Wars movie? No, we hate it. It's too different. <laughs> Cosmic Star Heroine. That was a game that I've been looking to play. Um, Zaboid Games. Uh, the only game of theirs I played was Penny Arcade, uh, Rainslip Precipice Part 1? or Episode oh, yeah. 3. episode Because they did 3 and 4. And... The combat system I liked. The dungeon design was awful. But I've heard Cosmic Star Heroine does better with that. Mm. So I'm hoping to give it a try at some point. But, like, I'm part of the problem, evidently, because I'm waiting for it to go on sale kind of a deal. If I didn't buy it, it's because I'm waiting for it to go on sale. Because I don't want to support indies because I'm a horrible, horrible human being that's selfish. Um... What Remains of Edith Finch, though, is an indie game I did uh, play through. Uh, just recently, actually. And, you know, as far as walking simulators go, it's actually pretty pretty darn solid. And I, I'm going to be honest, I use the term walking simulator lovingly. I love the term. I think it's, it, it makes me laugh. <laughs> but in that sort of like, yeah, screw you and your regular gameplay uh, expectations... We're a walking simulator, so F you, like, people that need games to have, like, experience points all the time and stuff. I, you know, I, I can get into that sort of game every now and then where you just kind of... Yeah, I mean, last year I really dug Firewatch, and yeah. What Remains of Edith Finch is really fascinating in that it's technically a, a, a series of vignettes, uh, short stories that each have different gameplay elements... And despite being a game about a lot of untimely deaths, it's also a game about the celebration of life. And... That's deep. Well, I mean, not really. It's art house deep. I know. It's it's College Kid Community Project Deep. Well, no, it is better than that. Because College Kid Community Project Deep is not... It's just awful. (laughs) Um... But it is better than that, because it is really good. It's well done. Um, as a lot of people have discussed, the fish cannery level is phenomenal. Best part of the game. Um, but I played for, what, two, three hours, and I was surprised in how much I enjoyed it. I was surprised at 
how fast the time went. What Remains of Edith Finch I could easily recommend as one of the better games this year. Um, cool. Warhammer 40k, Dawn of War 3, I guess that series that is still is coming out. That that happened. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to represent some of the PC gamers here in this list. Uh, but again, it's just going to be a name drop. Prey came out, which has nothing to do with the really awesome trailer of the guy on the planet of criminal aliens just being awesome. I will always lament the fact that that game will no longer ever exist. Did you ever play the original Prey? Yes. I enjoyed it even though it was technically awful. Was it awful? Yes and no. I mean, I, I don't know. I, 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 People so told me so it was long, awful. I thought it was good. And I think some of it was really stupid. But some of it was really... like The worst part about it was the main character. I wish... Right. Like, it's like playing that game was like, this is why Link's a silent protagonist. Because like, he doesn't talk? Yeah, well, like, well, no, 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 no. Like, the, original... the Prey guy talks too damn much. Right, that's what I'm saying. Link doesn't talk. So Link right. doesn't talk, and this guy is like, yeah, this is why it's... Link... I'm happy with that. I have it tucked somewhere back. Um, you know, I played it ten years ago, but it's probably, like, somewhere in the same memory range as Mass Effect Andromeda right now. And uh, I remember there were portals. You remember the portals? Yes. And it was a shame because they had the idea for portals before Portal came out. Yeah. But no, like it, it had a lot of really cool ideas. Like, you go into a portal and suddenly, like, you were the size of, like, an action figure in a room. Like, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it was, was really, really cool. cool. Um, but anyway, I, this this prey I haven't played it. It's, it's I played on, the demo. Did you play the demo? I didn't play the demo. It's it's on my list of I, I I like shooters. I like first person shooters. I like interesting first person shooters, like in the Bioshock kind of range of games. But I just haven't or dishonored. This does have a lot of uh, that feel to it. Um, I played the demo for Prey. The opening is really good. And then you get to the video game part. And the gameplay is not very good. And I know that's probably going to be like a lot of people, especially off the demo. It's like, you played too early. It's like, I honestly think Arcane Studios isn't very good at adapting a first-person shooter to a controller. And Dishonored, you just can't tell because you're not spending a lot of time shooting at things. Maybe. And, well, here's here is a problem. Here's a big problem that comes to me any time I play a shooter now is I'm like a I'm like a destiny addict or something like that. And then and you gotta compare you gotta yeah, something compare doesn't feel as good as Destiny, I'm like the jumping's too floaty. Hit the PlayStation. It's button. a bungee shooter, the jumping <laughs> is always floaty. What no, no, I mean like not floaty about? but like I mean, not floating. That's probably bad. Bad. Like, oh, uh, like the the aim just feels. The aiming is stiff. Feels, the aiming feels like, stiff. If, yeah. Like, with, with destiny, the aiming feels perfect. Right. In in an arcane shooter, it feels like you're 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 trying to steer through uh, sludge. You're trying to steer through yeah. sludge. It's like anyway, whatever it is, there's like, a sort of kinesthetic resistance. Yeah, it's, um, sort of, it's sort of just like it's not the... It's, yeah, anyway. I mean, the best part about the demo was... And it's why I, I have no doubt this game has a really good story, is the way they do the tutorial. You're doing all the basic video game actions. You're following the instructions. And you're overhearing the guy talking. He's like, yes, that's... Uh, 
that's very good. And as you progress, the guy, like, you, you over here on, like, the guy doesn't shut off the intercom. And he's sitting there like, what the hell is wrong? Like, this is, like, all, like, so he's basically lying to you about how good of a job you're doing. When in reality, you're supposed to be doing all these other things. And it does so much well because it's cluing you in that there's something wrong. Not just in regards to what's, you know, happening around you, but the expectations of what you can do. And it's a hint towards later abilities you'll establish. And also, it's just this very metagame aspect of, yeah, you can follow the instructions in a tutorial. Whoop-de-doo. <laughs> like, and I love that about it. And unfortunately, again, like, I, a story can be great. If I can't have fun playing it, then I'd rather just, uh, or if, like the case of Resident Evil 7, I'm just going to be nervous as hell. <laughs> um, I'd much rather just watch YouTube videos about it. And not get hypertension. And not get hypertension. Um... Most of these, I'm pretty sure you don't care about. Akiba's Beat is my love-hate game of 2017. Because <laughs> the mechanics are... Like, if they made five design decisions, based off of the games they were ripping off, it would have been infinitely better to play. And yet the story... Uh, yeah. Hey, I have a holdover episode where I discuss Akiba's Trip and Akiba's Beat. One day I'll post it. So, you guys will hear my thoughts all about it there. Um, Fire Emblem Echoes on the 3DS. It's a Fire Emblem game. It had fewer uh, tactical waifus or whatever you call it. It, um... <laughs> the, the, the waifu and husbando simulator. Uh, no, it, with it, war. It was, it was, with war. Um, it was pretty good. Uh, the, the, the final stretch was kind of shitty because dungeon design was bad and awful and boring and tedious, and that's how they decided to end the game on. And there's, um... I mean, it's a remake of an old NES game, and it has a lot of those, uh... negative marks to it. I think the biggest thing was it had, like, a sort of rewind time mechanic that needs to be in the series for permanent now. Um... Friday the 13th was a pretty big, uh, multiplayer game oh, yeah. that, uh, neither one of us played. No. Um... Star Trek Ridge Crew was the only tempting aspect to VR, but there's no reason it needs to be VR to be enjoyed, so, yeah, thanks Ubisoft. Um, and then June, my birthday month. Uh, for some reason, the first thing I wrote down was Farming Simulator 18, because I know enough people actually really dig Farming Simulator. Um, Better than Farmville. ARMS came out for the Nintendo Switch. I played a little bit of it. My nephew and niece played even more of it. It's a fighting game that kids can enjoy. As long as you make sure they're careful not to punch the TV. Um, Sorry, my TV is, like, out of their reach. Yeah. <laughs> Final Fantasy XIV Stormblood came out, reminding me I need to eventually play Final Fantasy XIV, which is frequently called the secret best Final Fantasy. Mm. I bought the basic version. Basic Steve, will you... Do you have the basic version? I do not. Maybe that should be our uh, our... our our next game now that Destiny 2 is disappointing us. Yeah. Even though... Oh, I'll talk about it. Uh, <laughs> um, Ever Oasis came out on the 3DS, which you don't care about. Um, it was a, interesting. What's a 3DS? Exactly, yeah. Uh, it was interesting. I wish I had played more than the demo, but I never got around to it, unfortunately. 
And then there was Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy because everything that is old is new again. Did you know he didn't jump right in that game? Apparently. Sure. Ruins the whole game. Evidently. Yeah. Um, yeah, evidently we didn't play much new in June. But July, oh, July had Final Fantasy XII, the Zodiac game. Oh, yeah. Which I haven't gotten back in, back to since I last talked about where I am, which is not very far. I never, I, I still haven't re, I, I kind of got back and then I stopped, I got a little further and I stopped too. But that's, that's really, I mean, my problem is that this is my fourth, maybe my fourth playthrough. I, I did two complete playthroughs. I think I did a third that I like kind of got halfway through and stopped within the original PS2 one. So kind of going back through it, there's not that much of an incentive for me other than the fact that it's just a really good game and the gambits are fun. Um, but when I get when I hit run up against a wall with something, I just, it doesn't. But yeah, it's a play it, buy it now, <laughs> do it. Maybe one day we'll it's, have a spoiler section on it. You know what it is? It's a game. It's um, we talked about some things that didn't age well, um, like N sixty four platformers. Um, Final Fantasy twelve is a game that was very divisive when it came out, and it's actually aged incredibly well. I think. Um, I can see that. And it's also I feel like it's been a lot of other games have have well, borrowed from the formula of. The... See, here's the thing. It's a bit MMO, like single player MMO in its design. And when I play it, I'd much rather be playing Xenoblade Chronicles. The first one, at least. Because it's also a single player MMO that, for me, is a lot less about telling the computer to play itself. And... Yeah, but how... I, where, where were you in Final Fantasy XII? Not did very you even, far. Did you even have any cool gambits yet? Did I even, can I even gambit, bro? <laughs> did you gambit? Uh, <laughs> or were you just pausing and directing your characters to do everything? I like that. It means I actually have to do something in the game rather than just watch it. But but when you when you're like when you have awesome gambit synergy, man, it's just like. Well, speaking of RPGs, I am actually playing now. Children of Zodiacs came out in July, and I just recently started playing that this week. And wait, 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 what's a Zodiac? Dude, I don't know. It's a Square Enix collective, <laughs> so I mean, it's pretty fitting in line with their uh, everything. I mean, Zodiac is like the least weird. They're coming out with a game called Lost Sphere, where Sphere is spelled S P H E A R. I saw that. This I want to play that. This is. But at least that's Square. like a, it's, I, I get that though because that's like a cross between like fear and sphere, right? Like lost sphere. Anyways, so Children <laughs> of the Zodiacs is a tactical RPG a la Disgaea, um, Final Fantasy Tactics, everything oh, else. Disgaea. That's, well, it's not as crazy as Disgaea in some of its uh, mechanics, <laughs> but. It, it, it gets rid of things like magic points and stuff. Like, you still have hit points. You still have experience. But, like, magic points and other sets of abilities and skill trees is uh, ditched in favor of you get a deck of cards. And you can have a certain hand as you, well, for each character. And you also roll dice. This is a game I want to come out on Switch. This is a tabletop game? 
No, it is a video game designed to implement tabletop aspects. <laughs> I wanted to come out on Switch so that I could just hold a button and pretend to roll dice with the Switch uh, Joy-Con. That would be really, really fun. That would um, be fun. And the Rumble Plus would make it feel like real dice in my hand. But aside from all of that, uh, it, it, I'm, 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 I only completed the first act. So only like the first five missions or so. And it's hard to really say too much about it at this point. It's more about the potential based on what I played. It is challenging. You have to be able to manage your hand and your deck in a way that you always have a useful item in a hand. A, a useful card. Because that's determining what you can do in an action. Um, if you don't have any ranged cards, you can't do a ranged attack. If your character's low on health but you don't have any healing cards, then you can't heal. With the exception of your dice sets. You can ha you have dice pools. And you have not just damage dice, but you have dice to do things like enable an extra action. Enable a special uh, effect on your card. Um, healing health. Like... There's a bunch of different kinds of dice that you can roll in addition to damage dice. So you're looking like you're just completely uninterested. <laughs> now, if this stuff was somehow interpreted through regular game mechanics rather than something like dice, would it seem interesting? Or is it like, because it's dice? I, I, I really tried really, really hard to get into tactical RPGs, and I had a hard enough time of that. I played through Final Fantasy Tactics, which is really hard. The game is so hard. You know how hard that game is? Is that game hard? Is that just me? It's one of the best games ever, but it's, you're right. It gets hard. It gets hard. Like, I played through a bunch of ones on, like, PSP, like, Jeanne Jean d'Arc. And, uh... That's supposed to be, like, a uh, like a Babby's first tactical RPG, I think. Yeah, basically, yeah. Uh, and this guy, uh... And other stuff, and I found those games obtuse enough. And then you're like adding cards and dice, and I'm like, I'll see if I can record some. Go gameplay. away! I'll see if I can record some gameplay footage and upload it to Facebook so you can see. Maybe it'll, uh, maybe it'll change your your, your cold black heart. Uh, but I mean, it, it's an interesting game to look into. Maybe I'll talk about it more after I've beaten it. Splatoon Two came out. And it's more Splatoon. It's, it's more Splatoon, which is a good thing. Why is they just Splatoon? Look, that's, you're behind the internet. This is what happens when you don't Splatoon. have a Nintendo system. Yes, you miss it. the obvious jokes everyone's already made. Did I mention we're drinking? Evidently, you more than me, because I, I finished my glass, and I'm not hit as hard as you are. Um... But Splatoon 2 is more of the same Splatoon. in a lot of good ways. God damn it. <laughs> in a lot of good ways. Um, single player campaign has a lot of really good new ideas. Unfortunately, they do force you to use all the different weapons. And if you suck at some of the weapons like I do, then it makes for some aggravating uh, levels. Um, you have to do the same thing in the new player versus environment mode. The uh, Salmon Run. Salmon Run is a lot of fun. It's really great. And competitive multiplayer is good as always, except for one thing, and we're hoping it goes away in 2018. There is a rumor Nintendo will be doing dedicated servers in 2018. Hoping this is true, because right now with their peer-to-peer -peer kind of crap in uh, uh, the re like currently going on in 2017, server tick rate is pathetically low. You mean Nintendo's having netcode problems? Shut up. Uh, 
Basically, if you want to know more about what the hell I'm talking about, just Google Splatoon 2 server tick rate. You'll see basically it explains a lot of reasons why I just shot that guy for five minutes straight and he didn't die. And then he shot me for a second and killed me. That doesn't make much sense at all. Um, Pyre came out, which is the new game by the people that did uh, Bastion and... Oh, yeah. The, oh, uh, Transistor. 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 Man, that was a good game. I haven't played Pyre yet, though. I have not played Pyre. I never beat Transistor. I really liked Bastion, but Transistor, the combat system, I always felt like no matter what I did, I was doing it wrong. So I oh, gave just up. because you're terrible at, at everything. Probably. I am the worst human ever. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> um, August. August is where things start to get really busy. Um, the next three months are just absolutely insane. Uh, let's talk about the game that everyone forgot, Lawbreakers. Yeah, yeah. That was a game, wasn't it? Do you even know what a game I'm talking about? No, I remember that it was a game. <laughs> okay, describe it for me. Um, was, was that the one? Was that like a... Souls-like... Nope, 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 already. So, Lawbreakers was Cliffy B's new game. That oh, was okay, that was it. That was trying to bring back to, like the Unreal Tournament kind of style. And, um... Yeah, that didn't work out for him. Not very much at all. Uh, so... Too much Overwatch. No Lawbreakers. Tacoma was another walking simulator by the people oh, that brought right. you Gone Home. I, you know, I can't... What I can't keep straight are, like, all of the Overwatch like wannabes that's not what Lawbreakers technically was wasn't it kind of I mean the characters seemed more like they were pulled out yeah, of a tournament they no, weren't like, yeah but it wasn't like but it was like we want, we're like a, an online comp- competitive focused shooter where you choose from a colorful cast of characters and oh you mean like Team Fortress 2 right and obviously Overwatch was not the first ones to do it but Overwatch is the reason that everyone's trying to... But I'd say that's part of the problem. Uh, Lawbreakers did not have a colorful cast of characters. Not colorful in the same manner. It was basically a new Unreal Tournament with some uh, modifications. Like It had new twists and stuff going for it. But it was not really... It was in development before and it was not really competing with Overwatch. Only because it's an online multiplayer first person shooter... It is competing with Overwatch, and it failed to make a dent. Um, so what you're telling me maybe is that is that failing to adapt to the desires of the marketplace. I'd say it's more that now that Overwatch and you have Call of Duty and stuff like that, like basically, you said duty. I did say duty. Um, howdy, duty. Because you have all of those, like, like you already have a bunch of games that people are going to. Right. And now they have their fill. It's a crowded, it's a crowded you, got, you got Destiny 2, you got Overwatch, you've got Call of Duty. You have all this stuff that people are already playing. You're, you're not going to make much of a dead battlefield. I mean, yeah, I mean, you've got a lot to compete with. And unfortunately, the demand for a twitchy, quick, uh, Unreal Tournament-style game with crazy gravity, it's not as high in demand. As you might think, yeah. Or, no, you, I didn't even think it would be. All right, now we need to start getting in our, like, auctioneer voice. To get through this before... Before you fall asleep because you drank too much? 
I didn't drink too much. Night Trap 25th Anniversary Edition. Oh, boy, <laughs> Night Trap. <laughs> um, Ages of Mayhem, neither one of us played it. Uh, that bombed. And I think because, you know, it was Saints Row, but it was not Saints Row. It was a spin-off universe, and it played nothing like Saints Row, and nobody got it. And it's a shame, because it evidently wasn't an awful game, but it also wasn't the greatest. Um... Sonic Mania, which we'll talk about Sonic more in the future. And did we do we talk about Sonic? We talked about, oh, we, we, talk about about Sonic Sonic we talked about Sonic Force, not Sonic Mania. Um, Uncharted Lost Legacy, you played that? No, I didn't. I heard it was basically just like a remix of Uncharted 1 through 4 with two chicks instead of a dude. And evidently, uh, it's not so weird when this guy's talk when Because they don't have moments where they're talking about not wanting to kill anybody. And then when they toss someone off a cliff, they make a joke. <laughs> so it's like, okay, this is fine, because at least I know they're fine with killing people, even in story cutscenes. Right. Um, and yeah, because it's, dis- it's Uncharted Distilled, I hear basically a lot of people f- think of it as the best Uncharted experience. Um, Yakuza Kiwami, uh, the remake of the first game, which I already talked about Yakuza. This is like the year of Yakuza. Life is Strange Before the Storm. Which I will not be playing, because I liked Life is Strange, but I also hated the way it ended. I like the way it ended. A lot of people do. And I actually... I don't want to say hated some of the characters, but I disliked some of the characters very strongly. Particularly ones that people really love. Particularly the one that is the focal point of this game. So I will not be playing Before the Storm. I just... I just don't really feel like I needed anything else from Life is Strange than what I got. I can see that. It's sort of like Broadchurch Season 1. I'll take your word for it. Um, Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle is... So high on my list, guys. <laughs> well, that's the weird thing. So many people... Like, I, I, dude, I, the, the trailer looked, actually, the first reveal, just seeing a rabbit dressed up as Peach taking a selfie is like, what are they doing to Mario? This is not funny. This is awful. And then the people saw the gameplay, they're like, I, I'm actually kind of interested. And then people played it, and they're like, oh my god, guys, this is the best XCOM ever. <laughs> or at least it's XCOM light. Like, this game did surprisingly well in critical reception and... I'm curious now, but, um, September. I'm trying to move faster for you. I'm guessing after September. You knew this was going to be a longer one. I knew. After September, nothing else came out because Destiny 2 came out. See, you'd think that. There was just nothing. There's Destiny 2. We already did do an episode on Destiny 2 as well. And then nothing came out for the rest of the year. No, because the most highly anticipated game, Knack 2. Bless you. (laughs) (laughs) But you don't remember Knack? That, like, memorable icon of the PlayStation 4 launch? Oh, yeah. Was that the guy that was made of, like, all the trash or something? (laughs) Like, floaty bits of trash? Yeah, Knack wasn't actually the greatest of games, and therefore, even if Knack 2 is a better game... Bless you. Even if Knack 2 is a better game... Shut up! (laughs) Tell! drinking before we record ever again. <laughs> I think I'm just in a mood. 
You just say I have a glass of water. Neck to. Bless you. <laughs> uh, now we gotta rewind. Um, now I don't remember what I was gonna say. Like, it, even if it wasn't the best of wasn't games, it wasn't the best of games. It was knack, knack wasn't good. It was the best knack. of games. It was the worst of games. <laughs> um, maybe I'll leave some of that in anyway. <laughs> Divinity Two, uh, original. Oh no, Divinity Original Sin Two. Another one of those PC isometric RPG games. Uh, did you play it? No, I, I played the original Divinity a little bit. I didn't really get into it. Um, this is Divinity Original Sin. Wait. It's, wait, is Original Sin 2? Yes. Or is it Divinity 2 Original Sin? When I saw it written out, it was Divinity Original Sin 2. Uh, so that's kind of like... Um, I don't know what I was like. I, I, I don't know either. It seems like either it's the original Sin or it's not the original Sin. Um... It would just be Sin 2. Maybe. Sin 2, yeah. Not original Sin. Well, it wouldn't be original like Sin anyway. Code. Second Sin. Second Sin. Exactly. Why? Who didn't <laughs> think of that? Call somebody up at the Divinity Development Team. So Guys. wrong with the marketing department. Um, Dishonored, Death of the Outsider. So Ar- Arcane had a bit of a busy year. Um, I have a hard copy of Death of the Outsider. The shrink wrap is still on it. So I will play it at some point. I, you know, I really loved Dishonored, and I told myself I was going to play through the. Um, there was like an, a, the DLC on the place. And I, I never played the first one. I never got through Brigmore Witches. Yeah, so Brigmore Witches was the one um, I got Which stuck. Evidently, on. was the important one for setting up Dishonored Two. Right, and it's one of those games where like. Like it sort of has now it's it's reached that that sort of critical mass of like the hundred hour RPG you were mentioning before, where like I want to play through. I loved it so much. I enjoyed the lore and the setting and everything else. I wanted to do it justice and play everything, but now I feel like maybe I should just play like Death of the Outsider or something so I actually play some Dishonored. I can see that. Dishonored 2 was very interesting. I liked a lot of the gameplay adjustments. And Death of the Outsider, firstly, they evidently get rid of the good-bad a- angle. The uh, chaos and order um, angle. So it's just strictly like, okay, I can straight-up kill people. Which means it'll probably not be the longest playthrough for me. I'll still probably try and sneak around, but I won't be so yeah, that's my thing. intent I'm, on making people not die. I'm bad at stealth games. And I spent so much time in Dishonored not killing people, which is not like the opposite of what you want to do in a video game. You want to spend your time killing people, not spending your time like, oh man, I killed somebody. Let's save game. All right, let's do this again. Let's and just not that, kill somebody. That's just your. That's just because you're the embodiment of the toxically masculine power fantasy. I am. All right. <laughs> okay. Before now that people are hitting the unsubscribe button. Uh, Metroid Samus Returns, which you don't care about because, again, Nintendo, Nintendo 3DS, but Metroid Samus Returns was a lot of fun. It was a great Metroid game. Well, no, it wasn't a great Metroid game. The engine is great. I hope they make more Metroid games out of this engine. Um, Because it was a remake of Metroid 2, it was very linear. It was still fun. I got to find things. The counterability was weird and wrecked with the pacing. And was only relevant for maybe the first half of the game. 
Um, which isn't to say that you didn't use it for bosses in the second half, just you didn't need it because of the screw attack, um, as usual with a Metroid game. Uh, but of course, then SteamWorld Dig 2 also came out that month, and I would say is a superior Metroidvania. Interesting. Better, better Metroid than Metroid? More human than human, yes, as the great Rob Zombie said. Um, no, SteamWorld Dig 2 is uh, slow to start, but when you get a bunch of the upgrades, what really makes SteamWorld Dig 2 is the mobility. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, I was so, also thinking, you gotta dig it. To dig it. You dig. Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite came out and uh, nobody plays it. I played the demo and it was actually like really just dumb, dumb. Because it's the story missions. Dumb fun. Well, yeah, the story missions. Oh, so you, you mean you just pressed the same button and it comboed for you? No, I wasn't that dumb. It was just like with the whole like... But it can do that! If you just mash the same button, it will air juggle someone and smash them back down. Like, they, they built the combos into the the single button combos. That's why my kids were so good at it. That's probably why. I always end up in those games, I always end up in that, in that in-between state where like I'm learning actual combos. But you're but still then, mashing buttons. But I'm, well, no, no, I'm not mashing buttons. I'm learning actual combos. But, like, I'm not good enough at the combos to beat the people who are just, like, have both hands just hitting all the buttons at the same time. Like your kids. Yeah, like my kids. Or um, my wife. No, I just... Don't tell her I said that. I just call it, a uh, tactical button mashing. Tactical mashing. Um, Doki Doki Literature Club, have you heard of this? Um, I... You know what? I played... What was that called? Doki Doki World. No, Doki Doki this something. This is unrelated. Unrelated. This is a, it's a free game. It's called Doki Doki Literature Club. And it is a visual novel masquerading as a dating sim. And that's all I'm going to say about it. Yeah, you say dating sim and my eyes glaze over. and I'm Masquerading s- as. Masquerading as. Look it up if you don't want to play it. It's actually, I have not played it, but I've uh, seen people's analyses of it. And I want to play it. I know I technically spoiled it for myself, but I definitely wanted to make sure I mentioned it. Doki Doki Literature Club. Um, very different experience. Cuphead, instead of everyone calling it like uh, Contra and stuff like that, it's like Dark Souls but a side-scroller. Because <laughs> of course it is. Of course games like R-Type never existed. Of course games like Contra never existed. It's always been Dark Souls since the very beginning. Space Invaders was just inspired by Dark Souls. Yeah. It was like a time loop thing. Basically. Mm-hmm. Um, the SNES Classic came out. With the SNES Classic came Star Fox 2. I'm pretty sure I am unwrapping a SNES Classic on Christmas nice. Day. So I will be enjoying all of that and its goodness. Um, and of course, the significance of Star Fox 2 was never released before. It was an, it uh, was a canceled game. They decided to make Star Fox 64 instead, but they went and they finished it. They finished it. They put it on the SNES Classic, and now you can play the pro- what is essentially a prototype of Star Fox 64. SNES. I call it the SNES, and evidently that's weird. SNES. Like it takes more time. Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Yeah, but that takes more time. Yeah, but then people like then people okay about. Super NES. How about Super NES? Because people call it the NES. SNES is weird, but NES is fine. Super I want to Super Nintendo. I want to shut up, Sega fanboy. 
I, I didn't have a Sega Genesis. <laughs> I had a Nintendo. Alright, um, Total War Warhammer 2 came out. That's a thing. Apparently. Um, Danganronpa 3. I think I want to get into the series. Yeah, I, you know, I've heard okay things. Is that the one with the, like, the creepy teddy bear thing? Yes. Yeah. The creepy teddy bear thing. Evidently it's built off of lying and telling when someone's lying or something. like. It's like I, there's these weird, like, everyone puts I, each other on trial things or something. I, I've not I been know. into the idea of visual novels at all. And then I played, um, what was the one with the, the bunker on the moon? I just totally okay, spoiled you just the spoiled game. a whole bunch. <laughs> I, just, um, I just spoiled the whole game for you. Um, well, I'm just going to... Uh, Zero Escape. Zero Escape series, yeah. The yeah. first one is nine, per- now, nine hours, nine persons, nine doors. Virtue's Last Reward. I never seen yeah, the second I played, one. I played all the way through all the branches on the second one, and I went back and I started the first one. I never finished it. But it kind of got me the idea, like, okay, like the visual novel... They're not kind of all cool. bad because they're not... All like they're the they're the prototypical Telltale adventure game because Telltale adventure games at this point are just narrative adventures. They're not even really point and click adventures. And visual novels were doing that before. It's just in America, the only ones we ever heard about for the longest time were the dating sims and the the dating sims that usually involved uh, more intimacy than dating. Um, but, <laughs> but, visual novels could be like Phoenix Wright's a visual novel series, right, right. and Phoenix Wright is phenomenal. Um, so, Danganronpa, I want to get into. I want to see if I can get uh, at least one of those games, maybe sometime next year, see what it's like. Uh, maybe they'll start coming out for the Switch. Yeah. In fact, I don't know, maybe it's an Atlas series, but if you can come up with a Danganronpa trilogy collection for the Switch, that would be phenomenal. Um,. Legend of Heroes, Trails of Cold Steel 3. I bring that up because the Legend of Heroes series has been uh, getting a lot more and more um, recognition these days. You know, I tried really hard to, to play Trails in the Sky. It was the first one. Well, um, technically it wasn't. Was it? Technically this is a really old... The Legend of Heroes franchise is technically really, really old. Well, not really, really old, but like it goes back at least to the 90s. Really? I didn't know that. It's just, I think tra- either Trails in the Sky was the first one to make it to America, or is the first one to get real recognition, because it was probably, yeah, that would have been brought over by Exceed, and Exceed was established by Majestic? Marvelous. Was established by Marvelous Interactive. So the, basically, it was, they were the first Japanese company to really kind of, well, small Japanese right. company to create their own localization team. But, um, yeah, moving on to October. Don't worry, people, we're almost at the end. Battle Chasers Night War. I've missed out on this because I'm waiting for my code for the Switch. Mm-hmm. Which won't be until sometime either late January, early February, I'm guessing. So, yeah, that's what I'm looking for for to. Uh, by the guy, uh, well, half the team that split off after Darksiders uh, developer mm-hmm. Vigil Studios. Oh, right. So, I remember reading about that. Um, Forza 7, for those of you that race cars and games. A Hat in Time was another platformer in the, the old style, the old vein, the old N64 vein. Nintendo hard. No. No? No, like th- we're talking N64 style. Oh, So, Collectathon N64. is one of the ways people call it. 
Um, uh, and it, it looked interesting. I was interested in the hat and time. Unfortunately, there was a whole bunch of controversy just because John Tron voiced the character. And John Tron is a YouTuber that, I don't know, he said something bad about Muslims or something. <sighs> yep. Layton's Mystery Journey. Yeah, that's so another... like Professor Layton? Yes. Okay. It was the first time I've tried one of these games, and I'm pretty sure they're not for me. I'm not the brain teaser type, and some of these, like, the way they were designed, like, there was little, like, weird things that had me thinking one thing, and then it's actually another. I don't know, it's weird. Um, Mario & Luigi Superstar Saga was re-released, and I still want to play that on the 3DS, because it's the closest thing to being uh, Super Mario RPG sequels. Um... RPG. Yeah, it's going back, isn't it? And now we get to the modern, like the biggest hot trend of the season: Middle Earth Shadow of War and loot boxes. Oh, loot boxes! Because this is one of the first ones this year to have loot boxes, and and not just loot boxes, game-changing loot boxes. Make the game easier, loot boxes. Yes, pay real money to make the game easier. Not just, I mean, you not paid, just make my dude pretty loot boxes. Like, yeah, I mean, you paid money for Game Genie, but it was a little bit more versatile in its use. Yes, and it was also not randomly chosen. Yes. Rewards. Anyway, Evil Within Two. Did you play the first Evil Within? No. Again, my my issues. That's true. Yeah. That's true. That's true. That's true. Um, yeah, I tried playing the original Evil Within. It was, um... It wasn't quite Resident Evil 4. And it wasn't quite as well balanced as Resident Evil 4. So, Evil Within 2, I mean, I'd love to play it, but... Um, yeah, I, I would like to... These are all games I, w- I would like to try out sometime, but I just... I'm never, it's never gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> South Park, The Fractured But Whole, which... I get it? Get it? For, 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 yeah, get it? He said it out loud, so you get it? Get it? Yeah. Uh, but I imagine for similar reasons you can't exactly be playing that game. No, I mean, I, I haven't really ever cared for... Like, South Park is like, you know, oh, like, wow, that was a great, like, evisceration of Scientology or something like that. Mm-hmm. But, like, I've never really been into their style of humor, so I'm probably not going to buy the game. I'm a 50-50, it all depends on the episode, but I just, yeah, I haven't been able to buy any of the games, really, and a friend of mine, a friend of mine swears I need to borrow his copy and play it, so maybe I'll get a chance to play this one, we'll see. Um, Fire Emblem Warriors came out, Hackett slashes Fire Emblem characters and just slaughter hordes of enemies, and yeah, it's another, it's another Dynasty Warriors clone. Mummy Demastered. This I want to bring up because it's by Way Forward, and yes, it is based off of the awful Tom Cruise movie. But on the original DS, Way Forward released a game called Aliens Infestation, based off the Aliens games, and it was sort of a combination of Contra and Metroid, with a bit of does like I don't know if this was intentional on their part, but you remember the old original NES Ninja Turtles game, right? Yeah. And you remember how if one of your Ninja Turtles died, they were like gone for a while. And then you could pick you maybe would, like, the whole find, game. I don't well, know. No, no, you would find them at, at later levels. Uh, like there would be places where like where turtles that, that yeah that got died or like captured or whatever, and you could yeah you them. could rescue them. And 
This has a similar mechanic where you can collect team members, but you have a finite amount you can collect, and if any of them are to die, you can bring in a new character to continue that fight, but that character is gone for good. And evidently, different characters have different dialogue during certain situations. So, Aliens Infestation was really fascinating in that regard, and The Mummy Demastered has the same sort of design, mm -hmm. but with the twist, and I, I know the, com the comparisons are obvious, but I'm going to withhold. When, like, when one of your characters dies, they retain all your powers and loot, so the next guy going down has to fight your old self and as at, at the power level that you died at. So it's um, a really fascinating, interesting game, somehow based off of a really crappy movie. Like, this game is too good for the movie it was based on. Kind of like the, um, what was it? Chronicles of Riddick Escape from Butcher Bay. Remember that one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Was, like, it was like, oh man, that was, movie was... That's a good comparison, yeah. Awful. And then the game was like, wow, like they took like... This is this would have made a better movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, Assassin's Creed Origins came out. More loot boxes. Not as egregiously done. But now Assassin's Creed is all about role-playing game numbers instead of being a badass assassin that can just throat slit someone. I'll probably, I'll probably pick it up when it goes on sale. What about the, the is uh, Star Wars Battlefront somewhere in here? Did I miss that? That's the next month. You're skipping oh, ahead. I got too. I got ahead of myself. You got very much ahead of yourself. Super Mario Odyssey. Eh. No, eh. <laughs> I'm no, eh at all. Super Mario Odyssey. This is a game that I will try and keep brief on because, and yeah, and at this point, I'm just kind of like, you did not play a lot this year because you've just been playing Sonic with your kids, haven't you? What, like the I played a bunch of. You know what I played is I I went through on my PS4 library and I was like, what are all of the free games that I've gotten in the last like two years? And I just played a bunch of them. And some of them I played for five minutes and some of them I played for an hour and some of them I played all the way through. Um, so but I it's all older of, games. It's nothing from 2017 for the No, I don't know when Bound is probably the most recent one. Yeah. That came out. A couple of years that came out a couple of years ago. I just like I just played I just played that, and I could talk about Bound for a while. No, but no, you don't want to talk about so, it. But yeah, so this is just a done. lesson into next year's format. Um, but Super Mario Odyssey, uh, I'll, I'll, lim I'll keep it limited because it's just like uh, Breath of the Wild, and a lot of people are talking about it. For me, the big deal with Super Mario Odyssey is this is one of the few games that I was able to sit down. I, like, I don't even know in how many years, like. I was able to sit down and all of the critical bullshit in my brain just shut off. I played it and it was like playing a Super Nintendo game as a kid again. Um, I would do things and I would be surprised. Like I'd, th I'd throw my hat at random things. Stuff would happen. I'd be surprised. And the game just had so many little hidden gems throughout. Did and you actually just... get to become a T-Rex? Yes. Very early on. Um, you get to become more than that. Like, there's so much... Like, one of the best things in this game you can become is a little bird with a needle beak. It is phenomenal. And right up to the end, the game's still surprising you with stuff. So, Super Mario like Odyssey... nipples. Yes. Now he's got nipples, you know. 
So Super Mario Odyssey, man, that was a fantastic one. And Wolfenstein 2, I look forward to playing in 2018 when it's on the Switch. Um, I mean, kill Nazis because evidently that's a controversial statement to be making these days. Um, Apparently. Nazis are bad? I think so. I think we could do we, did we come to bad. some kind of consensus on this? I Nazis know. are bad. Um especially like not like they've got the armbands and everything. Like, yeah, not, I know. Yeah. Platformer of the year 2017, Bubsy Wooly Strike Back. <laughs> Bubsy? Bubsy came back. Bubsy came back, man. Wow. Someone made a new game. You did not know about I, this? I knew about this. You yeah. knew about this? I, I, am, I am aware Bubsy enough. Bubsy came back. Bubsy came back. And nobody cares. I don't know if anyone ever bought it. I, nobody, I imagine that I don't think biggest, anyone bought it. I imagine that it's the biggest flop of the year. Um, November. Now we're on to Star Wars Battlefront 2 and the loot box. Uh, loot gate? Can we call it loot gate? Loot. Or is that like an insult now? Like, because everything ends with gate. Um... Loot Apocalypse. Maybe. Lootapalooza. Um, that is very high on my list of like when this game is $5, I'll buy it to play the single player campaign. Star Wars fanboy. Basically. Actually, for five bucks, a single player campaign might be worth it. There you go. Yeah. It'll be a good afternoon. I'll probably play 10 for it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but, uh, I don't really have anything strong to say. I think we tried Star Wars Battlefront 1 a few times, and I j it just did not grab me. You know what? I had one really great moment with the original Battlefront. I was, I was Luke Skywalker. So. No, you weren't. No, I was. Listen, let me tell this story. I, I only get, this is, this is, this is a great story. So we're playing a game. I'm on the, I'm on the Rebellion team. I'm playing with a, with a few, um, few friends. I like my brother, actually, it's like my brother-in-law and his friends. Anyway. Um, we're getting trounced, like housed, toast. It's the uh, the AT 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 whatever assault mode. AT AT yeah. Yeah, AT. Or depends again who you ask. So anyway, we are like a minute away from losing, like maybe two minutes or something like that. I hop in a land speeder, get the tow cable on the first at at, circle around, take him down. I'm like under fire right now. They they know what's the the Empire players figure out what's happening. Second at at toe really, cable. Really, Empire Strikes Back wasn't cool enough of what your strategy would be. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, that's I mean that's the strategy to get them. You can there's other that's the main way to take them down easily. Second at at get it. Nobody's hitting me because like if you get hit in the middle and hit enough through the middle of the toe cable, you lose the toe cable. Take it down with like. 15 seconds left on the clock. The second ad goes down. Rebellion wins. I haven't touched the game since. <laughs> it may go out on the high note. Yeah, right? Uh, who, are you going to beat that? Are you going to beat, like, being, like... Maybe it was more like Wedge Antilles, because Wedge did crashes. He didn't, yeah, he didn't crash. He didn't grenade someone's underbar. Uh, or, or, like, Poe Dameron, because he's apparently unhittable and uh, yeah. invincible. He's hit Honorable, though. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Alright, um... Call of Duty World War II came out. We were all really excited about that. We were like, man, you know what I miss about the, the mid-2000s? Is World War II shooters. <laughs> Actually, I think by the mid-2000s... No, wait, no. 2005 was Call of Duty 2. Uh, yeah, Call of Duty 2. So, yeah, World War II shooters. Um, 12 years ago... 
We're back. We're back. Um, so, oh, wait, there was Call of Duty 3 by Treyarch. So, um, Pokemon Ultra Sun and uh, Ultra Moon, which I'm playing, and is Pokemon, only they did change things up, but honestly, I'm not super enthused about like, it. Ultra? I think I finally, uh, I think I've finally been Pokemoned out. I don't get enthused for these games anymore. I'm not reminded of when I first played them in 8th grade. There is no nostalgia for me anymore. They've been a constant enough presence that it's just... Yeah, it's a Pokemon game. Sonic Forces, we just did an episode on, which I would recommend. I think that is probably my favorite episode we've ever recorded in a long time, at least. Uh, definitely go check that out. It was just really good. Um, and I, I mean, we basically yeah. said our, our piece. Like, we actually both liked it. And I don't like Sonic games, so... I mean that 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 explains a lot of why Sonic fans don't like it. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, and then, well, Chris got to witness. You know, uh, he came over earlier today, and we were oh, before, yeah. before bed. We we're just passing the controller around. My two sons and I and were playing Sonic Forces. And we're having a lot of fun. And your six-year-old son is better at the game than I am. <laughs> so that explains a lot more too. Um, but yeah, finally December. Oddly enough, surprising amount of games came out in December. December is usually like the no-release month. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, which has some very special character designs, and that's about all anyone knows how to talk about, but I'm just, the only reason I did not buy it is because I've never beaten a single Xenoblade Chronicles game, so it's how like... How many are there? Uh, just the three now. Okay. There's Xenoblade Chronicles, Xenoblade Chronicles X is supposed, like, that X is supposed to note that, like... Evidently, they're going to try and do an every-other-game approach, where one is more story-heavy, and then one is more just open-world game-heavy and less story-heavy. So it's like, we're going to do the Japanese approach, then the more Western approach, and then the Japanese approach again. Interesting. And holy cow, do they clearly take the Japanese approach with how anime this new one is. But I might get it someday, um, but right now, again, man, 100-hour games. And I never beat one of the other ones, even though I got one on the 3DS, so... Um, Okami HD came out. Did you ever play Okami? Yeah! Oh, I did man. not! I, I have thought about picking up the HD, because I, I really enjoyed the original Okami. I might have to pick it up on uh, HD myself. And surprise release of Romancing Saga 2, which is a really old-school, like, Super Nintendo... Not Final Fantasy game released by Squaresoft of, you know, the olden times. But have you ever played Saga Frontier? Yeah, I played, I played that. Do you remember anything about it? No. This is... The, you played it but don't remember anything. Well, that's the thing. Like, Saga Frontier was the first entry in this franchise. We that had. actually made it west, right? What, what, what system actually, was that? Was that on PS1 or PS2? That was PS1. Okay. The general idea of Saga Frontier was you chose one of, like, seven characters played their story, but what made no sense was however stats go up, because there's no experience points. You don't gain experience like a regular thing. Right, like randomly yeah. your hit points will go up. Randomly your strength will go up. Randomly your defense will go up. Romancing Saga 2 does that same thing. So, I feel like it would be interesting to go back and play, because it's like, this is this old Super Nintendo game we never got. I'll feel nostalgic for the era. But at the same time, it's going to be completely not what I would expect 
based on what we got in that era. Now, did they have... So. Did, does it keep the classic sprites, or did they have the same guy who did that Final Fantasy VI port do the sprite? It is not the iOS port style thing. I think it is touched up, but it looks Super Nintendo. Okay. Um, and lastly, Tiny Metal, which is a sort of indie game. Oh, there was the Japanese band with the girls and the chocolate or something like that. shut up. (laughs) Um, It's sort of like Advance Wars. It is the 3D sort of uh, spiritual successor to Advance Wars, but the controversy around this is that allegedly, and even though they've denied it, they've supposedly provided paperwork to press to prove otherwise, allegedly they took funds from a Project Phoenix or something that they they kick-started, so they took Kickstarter money for another game to help fund this game, Uh-oh. is the allegation. Evidently, they argue this did not happen, this was not the case. But it is now a weird gray area where, do you want to support these guys in case that they're innocent? Do you not care if they misused Kickstarter funds? Or do you want to say, no, I'd rather stay out of all that? Or do you just not care about advanced style yeah. games and therefore not care at all. You should probably just give him some chocolate. God. <laughs> Alright, well that's what all, all I got from this year. It is amazing. We've talked for this long and thinking back I can already confirm this was an awful format to try. Uh, I did want to, as I said, like I wanted to give name drops to things so people listening could be like, okay, yeah, I played that. I'm glad you acknowledged it exists. But at the same time, does that really make this interesting to listen to? Probably not. We probably just recorded an awful episode. What do you well, think? Sorry, if you were on like an hour and 30 minute drive, it might be like nice to, to get a little head on. Oh yeah, these are all the games that came out in 2017. Not all of them. That's the that's the thing that well, does not, put this into perspective. Listen to all the games I mentioned. Well, obviously, yeah, not all, but a lot of the games, a lot of the notable ones and some interesting ones. Uh, and that's kind of cool just to have in your head, I guess. Um, if you don't, if you're not, you know, like us and reading various gaming media sources every day, like 20 times a day refreshing, like, is there anything new? Is there any news? Is there anything interesting for me to read about? Uh, videos and all that kind of thing. Um, so I don't think that was that bad. Um, No. So, uh, but you know what though? Again, check our Facebook.com slash RamblePack64, no C, www.gamertag.net, RamblePack64 at gmail.com. Any of these ways you can contact us, leave comments, let us know what you enjoyed of 2017, um, assuming you really care enough to comment at all. But, I mean, yeah, maybe we'll read it on air, only it's not on air. Maybe we'll read it on the podcast. Live, whatever. On the podcast. Um, no, just you know, let us what, know what you enjoyed and everything. Because, I mean, 2017 was a big year. I mean, my yeah. big games that released this year were definitely uh, Near Automata, Mario, uh, Hellblade. Hellblade. We shoot. Did I skip right over Hellblade? We skipped Hellblade. I skipped How right we skip over Hellblade because you need to finish it so we can do a spoiler cast on it, man. Finish it. I didn't even remember how to play it. Oh my! I was God. so good at this game, and then I and then I stopped playing, and then I went back to it, and all I did was die. 
die, die, die. Maybe you were just always awful at the game and you didn't want to acknowledge it. Was but the amazing. point is, like, okay, Hellblade, of course, is a big one. I don't believe I somehow skipped over it. It was a great game. Um, but that's just goes to show, like, how many games are on here? Like, this is, look at this. Oh, look, see, it was right after, it was right after Tacoma. What's Tacoma? Hellblade, Lawbreakers. Well, that's right, I mentioned the Lawbreakers first, and yeah. then you were just, like, after I mentioned Lawbreakers, I mentioned Tacoma, and then you immediately went right back to uh, Lawbreakers. Oh, right, so, yeah. yeah. That it was Steve's fault, is the point. My fault. He, he but, probably wanted to give it more time, and then I totally sidetracked with, um, with Jawbreakers. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, as I said, like, uh, leave your comments if you want to check out anything else I've done. It's youtube.com slash rumblepack64. Um, and you have written on what prog rock music website? The Prog Mind. The Prog Mind. I actually haven't written anything over them in a while, but go check them out anyway. There's good, good stuff there. If you love music, um, you're interested in finding new music, we write a lot of independent um, bands with a lot of interesting sounds. So, the prog, P R O G, mind, all one word, dot com. All right. Um, that'll do it for us. Again, leave comments, facebook.com slash ramblepack, P-A-K, 64, and youtube.com slash ramblepack64, ramblepack64 at gmail.com. I mean, yeah, there you go. you got it's plenty like of sources. Google it or something. Yeah, don't Google the email address. I, don't, I hope it's not available. Anyways, just, there you go. All right, everyone, have a good night, and have a, I hope you had a great 2017. Party hardy. And a great hour and 29 minutes listening to us. <laughs> An hour 30! Yes! Well, no, actually... actually <laughs> it's going to get trimmed. It's so. going to get trimmed, so... Less than an hour 30! Yeah! <laughs> yeah! Right. Have a good night. Day. <laughs>